Good Monday morning, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and thank you kindly for joining us here on Real Talk with Keith Smith. It's a pleasure to connect with you on a show presented by Yes Realty Partners. Yes Realty Partners. We are live anywhere you get your social media. Today's program is dynamic, where you, the viewer and listener, can shape the discussion, ask us questions, harass us, <laughs> crack jokes with us. Harassing is good. Sharing the joy of Real Talk with Keith Smith, which is approaching its five-year anniversary. We're getting close. Um, it's also birthday week for the star of the show, Keith Smith. Keith's birthday, I believe, is on Thursday, if memory serves correct. Look at you. 39 uh, years young. All right, let's be realistic. He's turning 50, Keith Smith. Oh, you t- He's turning 50. Judah Wickhauer is the director and producer. You heard his Barry White baritone voice as the program started. Did you say white? Yeah, Barry White. Barry White. Yeah. Got it. Barry White. My hearing aids are not exactly synced in. Barry I heard White. something else. Barry White. It's got, I would say Barry's got a baritone voice, right? Uh, no, no, without a doubt. Uh, Barry White has a, has a sexy voice. I better set my hearing aid so I can hear you correctly. Okay. Keith Smith is adjusting that ha- that's his That's what happens aids. at a certain age. I see that. At 50, evidently. <laughs> Studio camera, two shots. You should not lie to people. I'm not lying. I actually don't know how old you're turning. Excuse me? You, you play the age very close to the vest. I, I do. I don't know how old you are. Yeah. I'll be realistic. I'll be honest. Well, let me set my hearing aids while you're doing that. I mean, viewers and listeners, how old do you think Keith Smith is? Put it in the feet. Be nice, everyone. <laughs> be nice. Um, I'd, I'd say Keith is somewhere between, realistically, I'd say somewhere between 54 and 57. What? No. What do you mean, what? No. You know, 54 or 57? I, I've, I've told too many stories of the 80s to be that. You, I would have had to have been... You could be, in the, you could be 54 or 57, tell stories of the 80s. I remember the 80s. You remember yeah. the 80s? Yeah. Do you actually remember them? Yeah. Really? You remember the late 70s? Uh, a little of them, maybe. You remember the late 60s? Let's say I can remember the very late... Very, well, the late 60s... Marginally, I remember. I definitely remember the whole decade of seventies. Okay, so, so I mean, that kind of get kind of gives you wait, an wait, idea. Bill McChesney, welcome let, to the program. Let's let's put it this way: um, I'm north of sixty, south of seventy. North of sixty, south of seventy. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, in our eyes, he's a millennial at heart. He's twenty-five in mat- maturity. Eh, really? Do you really think I'm 25? Am, am, I, am I giving I uh, 25-year-olds a bad rap right I there? think you just offended the, <laughs> the 25-year-olds? He's year definitely old. a millennial at heart. I definitely. You just offended every 25-year-old out there. And the, uh, the pace and tempo, my friend, seems to be picking up, huh? I'm trying to think about what I was doing when I was 25. Well, wait, I, gosh. Well, you were behind the Iron Curtain at 25, no, weren't you? No, I was... I was weren't at, you wooing Yona at 25? No, no. We were wooed. You were wooed? You already wooed then? We wooed. Okay. Lisa didn't get the silence notice. You got a haircut Um, since I last saw you. I like it. It looks good. Yeah. uh, Mrs. Smith and I are working together on her (coughs) trimming me between haircuts. Okay. To include my mustache. Yeah, the haircut looks good. Yeah. yeah, She just trimmed it. She trims the thing with the the buzzer, whatever. The clippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks good. Uh, 25... Um, first child, moved, married, moved down here. I was 25. Uh, Philip Dow, the uh, king of Scottsville, says 52. Oh, thank you for lying to me. You've got to add a decade to that. 52. 
from uh, Mr. Dow. Philip, we appreciate your support thank of you, all thank our you, talk thank shows. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But I appreciate you can lie to me anytime you want. I mean, you, you, you are young in spirit, <clears throat> right? I don't know about that. I got to tell you, I don't know. Those of us who got a six in front of their... Their oh, decade, come on. Their decade. Getting, out, getting up in the morning when it's 29 degrees. It was chilly this morning. It's hard. Yeah, it was chilly this morning. It is hard. Uh, it was uh, 20, felt like 23 over in the Keswick area today. Well, it feels like is different than the actual, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what matters, actually. The feels like <laughs> is what actually <laughs> matters, right. That's what I always Well, go you by. know what? I'm going to give my hats off to, uh, to my lovely bride. She's in the middle of training for uh, a half marathon in March. Fantastic. The 10-miler? No, 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 the half marathon. Half in okay. uh, the Shamrock in Virginia Beach. Impressive. Yona. And she was out hitting the road at 7 o'clock this morning. Get out of town, Yona. Yep. Good she for you, Yona Smith. She gets up in the morning. I looked at her and went, ha-ha, and went back to sleep. But what? No. You didn't get on the bike? No. It's a, it's a, it, when it starts getting below freezing. You bike inside? Yeah, I do. Okay. You got the setup? I got the setup for it. Yeah, it gets a little cold. So, look, um, <clears throat> we're, we're talking about tempo picking up, and I, I actually have not looked at the, at the weak add-ons of new construction, excuse me, of new listings. We're up to 42, seven days back. On Friday, I have to look at my phone to see where I believe we're around 35. Okay. A year ago, we were in the 60s, I think. I have to look at my phone real quick. So tempo's starting to pick up. Which, I mean, we would expect with rates falling a little bit, plus coming out of the holiday season. Uh, yeah, I think, I think and, and I just would love the feedback from other rate agents and real, uh, realtors and, and <clears throat> real estate. Did you say that right? Yeah, I don't know if I did. I Donna will it right. fix it if we'll you said yell it right. at me if I didn't. Um, you know, it's a New York accent. I can't do too much about it. You said it right. I got myself into trouble the other day with my New York accent. Where? I was picking up coffee, and I call everybody guys. Hey, guys. Yeah, it me doesn't, too. It doesn't matter if whatever gender you are. What's wrong with that? Uh, I, I was told I wasn't a guy. And I went, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, you guys have a nice day. And I turned around and walked out because it's just natural natural speak. But in any event, <clears throat> tempo's picking up. We've, we, I can't give specifics because we're in the middle of negotiating multiple offers at the moment. But we had a little bit of a, a, a nice under 350 listing. We talked earlier, mid last week, I think, about <clears throat> how Louisa was the rock star yeah. in sales volume. We yeah. had a little listing out there. Um, had kind of slow traffic, you know, which one would expect between I think we put it on the market between New, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Kind of slow traffic, but the last week we went to three or four showings a day. Um, pick, you know, part of what we do, right, is pick up the phone, call the agent, tell me about the showing, tell me about your your buyer, right? You know, the, the, we do our job, and every one of those agents that were showing how, were showing eight, six to eight other homes that particular day that they were showing our property. So that's telling me tempo's picking up. People are out there hitting the street. We're seeing new, new listings jump up to 42 from two or three weeks ago of being 16, 12 a week. So that, that's a huge jump. It's yep. still way below what it was this time last year by about 20-ish, plus or minus. But step in the right direction. Step in the right direction. <clears throat> Pendings are kind of matching news a little bit below. We're at 33. News are at 42, um, but I bet you if I pull up the, the news, I bet you'll see a lot of them came on late yesterday, late yesterday evening and today. So it seems 
<clears throat> that tempo is picking up. It seems inventory is picking up, but it was pretty damn anemic, right? So an uptick of anything is, feels like it's a lot. But, you know, my uh, assessment from the weekend, folks, is I think the spring market sprung <clears throat> pretty much right after January 1, and we've been talking that might happen. I'm going to have a sip of my coffee. I mean, to be expected. There was a lot of pent-up uh, demand, if you may, that was uh, just kind of sitting on the sidelines during Thanksgiving and the Christmas break. And frankly speaking, from October, which has been billed or monikered the most unaffordable month to purchase a home, October 2023, in American history, yeah. rates at eight, yeah. prices spiked. And, and economists and real estate experts everywhere called October 2023 the most unaffordable time or the most expensive time to buy a house in American history. From then till now, what I mean, you're talking about so, what? So, so here's the great two, news about one and a half point rate drop? Something like that. Probably closer to almost two? Yeah, I would Depending say so. on your credit score? Well, and that's the important thing. Yeah. That's the important thing to get out, right? <clears throat> your credit score matters. Uh, it matters in a in a multiple things, a lot of folks also don't know that, or or we help educate that credit score matters on your insurance policy, homeowners insurance policy, on everything. Well, auto and so forth and so on, but particularly for your. So if your credit score is um, not, let's call it stellar. Yeah. Um, you know, you're paying a little bit more in, in rates, and you're going to pay more. So your and your homeowners insurance. It won't impact taxes, obviously, but, you know, so your monthly payments will go up. So it's very important to understand what your credit score is, and it's also very important to reach out a trusted advisor on the lender side to find out what <coughs> options are available to you, um, you know, as far as rates and stuff like that. So don't, so if you read the, the, the news or the TV on the wall and it's saying rates are at whatever, yeah, that is typically for people with stellar credit score. Mm-hmm. So, Nancy, um, my friend, good morning. Friday, we had 35, seven days back, come on. Um, Christelle, good we morning. We now have 42. The same week a year ago, I look, I'm looking at, we were at 62. So He's talking inventory. We're talking number of new units that come on the car footprint on that. And speaking of economists, we are excited about Wednesday. Dr. Right? Lisa Sturdivant. Keith Smith has uh, booked a nationally known guest. I just hope I don't screw it up. She is the chief economist of Bright. Yep. Dr. Lisa Sturdivant will join us on Real Talk with Keith Smith Wednesday at 10.15 a.m. Judah Wickhauer has promised both Keith and I that this interview will go off flawlessly over there. He's the man behind the scenes. Uh, to Judah's credit, he's done a fantastic job of testing the tech once, twice. In fact, we tested it again today, this morning. Oh, really? Everything is buttoned up and ready to go on our side. We will make some magic happen. For those who do not know who Bright are, for the, for the folks that aren't real estate geeks. You should describe listen. it. Break it down. Yeah, so Bright is, is a regional MLS, right? It, it covers most of the eastern seaboard, typically from uh, <clears throat> northern Virginia up. But it has a national footprint because it's partnered with other MLSs around, regional MLSs around the country. So I don't know this exactly. I think the good doctor will tell us for sure. But I think, by, I think they are the largest MLS if you include all their um, data sharing relationships that they have around the country, in the country. I may be wrong, but this is going to be a, a great question to ask her. But, you know, she's an awesome um, – I've had the um, 
let's say, the honor of sharing a stage with her a couple of times. Fantastic. Uh, she is an awesome speaker. She is straight. She'll tell you it like it is. You know, she'll, she'll call it what, it what it is, and you will get a, a deep, honest uh, direction answer from her. I did send an email to her this morning because one of the things I I've, saw was very detailed. It was very detailed, right? Look, didn't think I could write that well. Woody huh? Fincham, welcome to the program. Logan Wells Kalelo, welcome to the program. Dr. Lisa Sturdivant, on a very, 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 very short list, should Dr. Lawrence Hewn, the chief economist of the National Association of Realtors, choose to retire? The question was, would she take the job? Dr. Lisa Sturdivant on a short list that could potentially uh, replace him. The question is, though, this, would she take the job? Yeah. The, 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 the number of, of, of PhDs that do this at this level around the country is very small. Very small. Very small, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's a pretty logical next step. Uh, you know, but I don't know if she, she would take it or not. I hope she, she doesn't. I, I, as much as I like the good Dr. Yoon, that is a very political position. Oh, extremely political. And one of the things that we like about Dr. Sturdivant so much is, is it's, she calls it how it is. She calls it how it is. It's yeah. not a rose-colored projection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If or I, if, let me put it this way. If I say something stupid, which is probably likely... She'll correct you. She will say, that's She'll pretty stupid, Smith. And, no, and, correct, and correct me. We'll highlight some of the viewers and listeners watching the program right now. Um, Angie Fink, hello. Welcome to the show. Lauren and Keswick, hello. Welcome to the program. Caitlin Mancini saw her in the lobby of the Macklin building today. Welcome yeah. to the program. Ask, ask Caitlin if she's starting to see things. Uh, well, she was in the lobby of the Macklin building uh, meeting her on a way to a closing. Good for so her. I would think that's that was what was happening over there. She is probably in the middle of a closing right now, not listening to us. Uh, it happened early this morning. Did it? Early this morning. Um, Kevin Yancey, he, he says the credit um, agencies are an industry begging for an audit or makeover. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with, 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 with my good friend. Um, I, I think you're going to see the credit agencies with similar makeover as our appraisal industry did. I don't want to call it a makeover. Let's call it a shift. Um, back in the time of great, after the time of great unpleasantness. But, it, it, you know, it, it, I think the point I'm trying to make is, is that when you take a look on the screen on the TV and it's showing... 30-year conforming is at whatever. Let's call it 6.6 .6 just for a number on it. That is for people with like 740 and up credit scores. As you start, as your credit score starts dropping down, that's when your percentage rate goes up unless you're prepared to buy the rates down, right? Play points and so forth. And so forth. Uh, this question's come in the feed, and this is a very good one from right down the street. We Thank love you. when you watch the program. Man, I do. He says, can you highlight the... Um, the impact or the dynamic of bright as it pertains to the car footprint? Well, <clears throat> impact um, is a big word. Uh, so we have a data share agreement with bright, we meaning car. So the great news is I can search data that's put in by the bright agents. The bright agents can say, search our our data. So there's a, what they call a data sharing, sharing agreement. So, but it also means that we have more agents in our marketplace, right? That's a, that's a fact of life in it. But, uh, but from a positive perspective, we can do that. It's part of the reason why the questions I'm going to ask the good Dr. Lisa Sterevent, because one of the things that we do not get from CAR 
cars data is demographic data. We talk about it on the show all the time. Where are people coming from and going? So, so what, what states are they coming here? Where are they going? What is their income? In our line of work, we call them, and maybe it's inappropriate in today's world, but we call them buyer profile and seller profile. So who is the typical buyer that's coming in? And you know, what, what is their age? What is their, you know, what's their jobs? How much income they make? And same thing going out. So we don't have, ac- at least I don't, have access to that data. We can talk about, you know, the fact that the city of Charlottesville is 35% down in volume of sales in 23 versus 2016. Haven't seen that number, by the way, since 2010 and 11. I checked that this morning. So we have not had volume of sales in the city of Charlottesville this low since the time of great unpleas- unpleasantness. Sales price are through the roof. Through the, through the through roof. Through the roof. So I'm excited about that because You just she, got props from Caitlin. Thank you. She has, the good Dr. Lisa, had, because of this data share agreement, has access to all our data. So now we can start asking her questions because the data's there. We just, as agents, don't have access to it. She does. I believe she does because uh, we've had this conversation before. So I'm excited to hear about, you know, because we, you know, we've got the data center coming in, right? So where are, where are these buyers coming in? Are they retirees? Are they millennials? NAR does a great national uh, report every year. It comes out around April, March, April every year, uh, you know, where it looks at it at a national level. But, you know, what is all politics, Jerry? Local. What is all real estate? Local. There you go. So local data is very important to help our buyers and, and sellers. I would imagine the influx of population is across the board. Retirees. I don't know. I think. I, with I, the ability to work hybrid and remotely. I don't know. I, that's, what I, that's the point. We don't know, right? I know. What's what, your hunch? Well, I know what my sales are, right? Okay. And I know what our little world is in and out. We can look at that. that and is, what are yours? Most of it, most of it is a lot of it is retirees. A lot of it is relocating. Now, remote work is part of it, right? Um, We're not seeing, at least in our world, a lot of internal shifts, right? That being said, the one deal in Mineral is exactly that. They moving out of house A, and we help them buy a house B, um, both staying in Louisa, by the way. Uh, and, it, and it was an, uh, they were upgrading the size of the home because the family is growing, right? They have more children, another child coming in. And you'll find, I think, uh, when the good Lisa, Dr. Sturvent, um comes in, I think you're going to hear a large percentage of the reason people are buying and moving. The reason is mostly, you know, f- larger families, divorces. It's usually some sort of a life-changing event, whatever that might be, on it. You're probably not going to hear a lot of people moving because of interest rates, obviously. Uh, but I think that's what we're going to see. I think you're going to see that. I mean, nationally last year, the geezers, which is me, outsold the millennials. He's got a birthday coming up on Thursday. The, the geezers. Or the weezers. I'm a geezer weezer. <laughs> you're not geezer. a weezer geezer. Are you a geezer weezer? Oh, man, this damn bron- bronchitis is kicking my butt. You you're, seem to be kicking it, though. It's lingered Dude, for weeks. Dude, it's three weeks, man. I know. It's lingered for weeks. It was here <clears> before, <throat> before Christmas. Yeah, I can't get rid of this. You've kicked it. 
well, it's this cough I just can't get rid of. But anyway, so the Weezer geezer is, <laughs> um, is it, I, I think you're going to see that being a larger percentage of the sales than uh, millennials, which we've been talking about for, for five years, for four years, right? For three years, that the millennial was the buyer. Uh, Gen Z, by the way, is kicking in now big time. Yeah. You're going to see Gen Z. Gen, Gen Z, millennials, there's about 170 million of them. You know, it's the largest buying pool. And there's about 70 million Weezer geezers. <laughs> you guys are competing against each other. Yeah. But and the interestingly, good, want the, the same good housing news is stock. For the millennials and the Gen Zs, the Weezer geezers are dying. Pools getting slower. <laughs> are getting, dying. Small, are getting smaller every <laughs> But they every are year. living longer than the previous Weezer geezers. They are leasing, uh, wheezing, leasing older. <laughs> we didn't even hit the bar before. I know, no, we did not. Not this particular day. Kevin Yancey, we've talked about the zoning and how it ap- applies have. to. Uh, Maybe we should have. Maybe we should have. Look at Judah that. Wickhard chiming in over there. We've uh, talked zoning and how it applies to affordable housing in the past, Kevin Yancey. I think neither Keith nor I, and I don't, I don't like to speak for Keith, see a dramatic impact on affordable housing through the new zoning ordinance. It is. It is the simp- short answer is it's going to take a long time to make an impact. The short, the, the short answer is I think you're going to see, because I, I know this because I'm having conversations with folks, you're going to see some of the low-hanging fruit, which is you know buying something, dividing it into three or four separate buildings, or putting on you know a duplex or quads or five units or six, whatever the math will allow you on a single-family detached lot. Well, the zoning will, but the big the big question on that, and the big thing that everybody's holding their breath on, just and we won't know until February, um, is exactly how this is going to be implemented and the site plan portion of it. How is it going to be reviewed? Right? How you know how difficult is it going to be to go through the process? I do not see, and I've said this numerous times, and I'll stick to it. I do not see anytime soon large number of multi, large multifamily units. I'm talking about units in the tens to a hundred units, you know, an apartment complex or a multifamily. Two reasons. One is it's too, it's just super expensive and difficult to get through, to get through. The third reason is that market is decreasing. That is the only housing market that is decreasing on a national level. Because we've saturated that space. The market got saturated with it. And then, um, you know, most of them have to borrow money to do it. And that money... It's expensive. Well, it's expensive, but the, the lenders that do that are national lenders, typically. And they look at national trends, not necessarily local, local trends. So it's, it, I, don't, I don't see multifamily coming up. I see the low-hanging fruit. And I'm working on a couple of shows with some architects and land planners to start doing a lot of case studies and say, okay, if we were to buy this for X dollars, how would this actually work? This is an interesting comment that's come in from Spencer. Has closing times, has oh. the time to closing shorten as technology has improved? That's a great question. Generally great. what? 30 yep. to 60 days? 30 to 45. Yeah. So I'm going to answer that yes and maybe no yes. Okay. Great question, Spencer. Um, yeah, thank you, Spencer. So I, I can't talk about the specifics of the multiple offers that, 
that I have on the table, but I can say every one of them are around 30 days closing, right? So that seems to be the back to the norm on it. A lot of it depends on the loan product, right? So if it's VA or FHA or USDA, there's a little bit extra processes in it. So if I was writing an offer on that, I usually put 45 days just to make sure we got a little CYA going on. Mm -hmm. The no part of that is that what is, and I think you know, there's different opinions on this, but I think this is a good thing, my personal opinion on it. The, the process to close is continually getting more difficult, more regulated. There's multiple layers of review on it, particularly on, you know, on a lending side. On a cash side, you know, depending on how you do it, you can close that in a couple of weeks, right? Now, there's another side to that coin. Right now, the closing companies are not as busy as they were, say, 12, 24 months ago. So you could probably get on somebody's schedule and close. I think as tempo picks up, as sales pick up, you're also going to see, okay, I'm booked out for the next two weeks. So you're going to start seeing that build a little bit. You're going to start seeing more of the regulatory side of it, the underwriting in particular. They're going to start looking at these loans hard, which is what they're supposed to do. Yeah. They didn't in the time of great, prior to the time of great unpleasantness, and the result was the time of ungreat. Of, of, of was pretty, pretty treacherous, actually. Uh, this question's come in. Thomas, it's a good one. Does Keith have a jurisdiction or county that he thinks will have the most inventory uptick? That's a good one, Thomas. <clears throat> yeah, so we've been talking about this for a while. Um, you know, it, I don't know if it's too hard for you to go back, Judah, to last week's slide and pull slide number three. This is the volume of sales per jurisdiction. Uh, for 2023. If you can't, that, that's okay. I think he may have that. <clears throat> Don't want to speak for you, though. But, oh, Judah has Judah, it look on at screen you. already. Look at you. Good job, look Judah. Look at you, Judah. Bravo. Judah, I have to tell you how awesome you are. And that's an Ann Whitcower yeah. original he's wearing today. Is he on camera? Uh, he will be here shortly. <laughs> is that not an Ann Whitcower original, Judah? It is. That's, that, that sweater was created by his mom. You've got to remind, remember me somewhere. I would pay... I would pay for one of those. So would I. Well, you get them for free. Do you not? But I'd still pay for them. Yeah. What can we do to get one of those? Does it zip all the way down? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So you can put it on without messing up your hair. You know. That's why I like the quarter zips. You can kind of wiggle in there. I, I absolutely knew hair was going to come into this at some point in time in the conversation. We got some good second, hair. A second. Well, we got some good hair. I got to tell you, I don't have good hair. I, I saw a picture of me and my little, littlest granddaughter. It was one year yesterday. That Congratulations. My, I, I always were excited about it. Man, uh, time flies. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, but I was bending down, and they took a picture this way. I didn't realize how much oh, of come a hole on. on top of my head. You've got I great hair. But back to the question with Spencer, right? Yeah, no. Spencer. No, Thomas on Thomas. that one. And you have the slide to put up, because I think we took that slide down to put on the Ann Wickhauer original. It's up. It's back on screen. Okay. So if you take a look at it, uh, the, and, and we've been talking about Louisa, because right now it's, it's in front of me. I'm dealing with it, uh, working with a, a, a potential sale there. But they were up 45% the volume of sales. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb and say, you're going to see Louisa continue in the volume of sales. Even though Greene County on this slide is showing 20% down, you will start seeing an uptick 
probably in the tail end of 2024 because there's a ton of new construction that is in the horizontal development. In other words, they're, they're building the infrastructure, the roads, et cetera, on that. And when they start going vertical, you're going to see a spike of new construction sales out in Greene County. But I will tell you, uh, the city of Charlottesville's got a ton of making up to do just to match 2016, which is 35% down. So, you know, I'll be looking at green, and in the car footprint, I'll be looking at green, Louisa, Flavana was, fifth, uh, was Nelson, excuse me, Flavana was down 5%. You're going to see in Flavana around the end of the first quarter about 200 new construction units hit the market. So you'll see Flavana uptick a little bit on that for sure. But after that, you're not going to see, I mean, the inventory is the inventory there. But green will be the rock star, tail end of 24, definitively 25. Um, and I'm keeping a close eye on Louisa. Uh, I think that is going to continue to climb climb in inventory. Uh, great question. Guys, put them in the feed. We'll relay them live on air. Don't forget. Um, i got to tell I'm my I'm happy to uh, ask Keith anything that you have in mind. Anything. This, this question has come in about the influx. This is a good question. This might not be the perfect topic for a real estate show, but I'll bring it up anyway because he likes to pontificate on other um, topics. If we continue to see prices escalate and the service industry decimated from a labor standpoint, what do you boys think is going to happen to our beloved restaurants and service industry uh, businesses? But that's, that is an exactly related question. You know? To real estate, affordability. Yeah, affordability is that. And, and you know, another way of asking this is where the hell are they going to live, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the theory, and I'm in favor of it, but the concept of the rezoning rewrite in the city of Charlottesville was to increase that kind of dwelling units. So, you know, well, density altogether, not just that. Well, I understand that, but the, the the theory is is that if you increase density, it drives down price. But we're such a long way away from density to get to that magnitude to start impacting. Or stabilizing prices. This is a five to ten year, ten year window. So, you know, to be honest with you, um, uh, let me see if I can do this without getting myself too much trouble. I have a meeting later on today with the executive director of the Piedmont Community Land Trust because we had a meeting on Friday because I wanted to know what kind of working capital we have. So one of the things that we're going to look at, because I now know how much working capital I have, is to go out and try to purchase in the land trust model some homes in the rural jurisdictions like Monticello, Green, that kind of thing where we can acquire homes and resell them back at a pretty affordable price, which will help at least a few. And I mean, we're talking, you know, a hand. You can count on one hand type of units. If I had a lot more money, I could do a lot more good on it, but I don't. So that was my plea for cash. <laughs> I thought that's what that was. What that was. I was selling. I, I was know selling. you well enough that I, I think was he was just selling during the talk show. You give me show, $5 right? million. Do- if you could, somebody can give me $5 million, you have, I, I could probably, oh I could probably, who's smart here? Uh, uh, Liza. 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 Liza the dog. I know. <laughs> if you guys hear, a t- if you hear like thumps during the show, it's Liza the dog wagging her tail under. Jimmy's no, she's desk. counting. 
and I'm following along with her. Uh, I've got to tell my third grader joke. Please do. Please tell your third grader. Uh, and I'm going to find out if the third grader joke actually is funny by watching his face. Oh, <laughs> no pressure over there. So, you ready? Uh, his face is Judah. He's the uh, barometer of humor. The and, stone cold Judah Wickhauer. If he if he chuckles, the joke is funny. So this joke last night came from my one of my nephews who was in the third grade. Okay. And it starts off like this. So there's this snail. There's a snail. That wants to buy a car. Okay. <laughs> and he goes to um, uh, an auto dealer and goes up to the salesperson and says, look, I want a small, fast car, and I want you to write S's all over it, big S's on the top, on the sides, on the hood. And the sales guy goes, yeah, yeah, okay, we can, we can, we can definitely do that. We got the small car to do that. But, but I, I got to ask you a question. Why do you want the S's on it? He says, because when I drive around, I want people to say, look at that S car go. <laughs> look at that Judas. Look at that S car Are we three-shotting you, Judas, so we can get you in I thought that was the best third-grader joke I ever heard. Look at that S car. That's pretty smooth. Look at that. that was and, pretty good. And, and, and this was maybe your, because my... This is your grandson? No, one of your, my nephews. Your nephew? Okay. Very funny. I got 13 of them. Okay. <clears throat> and... And look at that escargot. Oh God! There was another one that I was told, which is a little bit off color, which we probably can't. No, can't can't tell. Come on, you can tell. Can't tell on there. Well, I'll clean it up a little bit. So there's these three guys that get stranded on an island, uh, a deserted island in the middle of the Pacific, right? And the two of them are all panicking. Oh my God! Nobody's going to find us. Nobody's going to find us. This is you know they're just in total panic. And the third guy is like as calm as can be. And the other two people go to the, the guy that's calm and goes, why the hell are you so calm? He says, you know, look, three years ago, I handed a check to PBS, to the public uh, broadcasting station, okay. $500,000, right? Last year, I handed them a million-dollar check. This year, I promised them $2 million check. Trust me, they'll find me. <laughs> Escargot is better. Escargot was much Escargot better. Well, better. The, 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 the joke I cleaned up was more, it was an ethnic thing and it was inappropriate to, to, to do. But anyway, look at that Escargot. I so like, you're going to be listen, thinking that joke. I will be thinking, I, you know, I'll rattle off Escargot with, uh, with our oldest at home. I'm curious if a kindergartner can get that. No, joke. no, no. Because He's got to know what escargot is. Right. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Judy, Judy, you know what escargot is, right? Yeah. Okay. Snails. Mm. Wow. I love escargot. Escargot's delicious. Yep. Absolutely delicious. Uh, good question for you here. Does Keith think that rates could potentially dip, dip below six? And if they do, will that uptick the inventory even more? <clears throat> it looks like there's so many buyers on the sidelines, man. The people that are asking and often commenting on this talk show are buyers. Buyers wanting to know if they can get something to buy. I got to tell you, um, based on the tempo, look, I'm, I'm looking at this live. There's four more houses that just came on the market. Really? Yeah. So Whereabouts? I, I have to go look. I'm just looking at the actual monitor. It went from uh, 42 to uh, 48. 48. That's four more, right? Yeah. No, 46. Three, whatever. Hold on a second here. I don't know. I can't do math. I ran out of fingers. Hold <laughs> He's on a second. doing it live on the fly. Uh, yeah. And it's really small numbers, right? <laughs> I mean, so, you should be able to do this one. I should be able to do this one, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to talk, and me talking and thinking at the same time is a little difficult. But what I'm trying to find out 
what the mortgage rate is right now. Depends on the credit score. That, that's the big thing, right? Depends on the credit score. I mean, it's hard to give, an, give a number. Well, again, you look at these national numbers. That's what that. I'm saying. So refresh my memory. What was the question? Because I was trying to count. If, it, if they drop below six, will the inventory uptick more? I say, I say yeah. without a question, yes. Yeah. So we know it is. I mean, Zillow did a survey that yeah, if they get into the five and a half range. And what we talked about when we did that last time, I said, once you start seeing that needle going south and it went south big time, you're going to start inventory picking up. But you're going to have buyers coming. I mean, here's an example. I mean, it's a, it's a home. I can't get into the detail, but it's a home under 350 in mineral, right? Built a couple of years ago, so it's, it's relatively brand new, you know, from, from, from that perspective. It's not something that doesn't need a lot of work. It has great features in it. Zero traffic up until this week. This week, we've had anywhere between three to four showings per day since, since the since the end beginning of last week every client I'm to, every agent I'm talking to they're looking at between 4 to 8 homes right and we now hopefully we'll have multiple offers and I'll have to do some work this afternoon Go figure. <laughs> you did a lot of work this weekend. I did a lot of work this weekend. We you shine know? any uh, spotlight on that? No, no. I mean, you can shine on the Class A contractor. Yeah, well, no. I, I, those of us out there that have real estate, a, a real estate license or other state licenses, I have a Class A license. You have to periodically keep up with your continuing education, and I did that all in one weekend, and it was a lot of hours. You made Donna happy? Uh, yeah, I actually, I actually, when I finished everything, you texted her right back. No, I sent her copies of all the certificates. Oh, and say, nah, 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 nah. And, and what was her response, Donna? Are you watching the program? Yeah, you know what her response was. It's about damn time. Yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> and and don't forget to pay your fee to DPOR. Because not only do you have to do all that stuff, you also got to pay for it. And I have to do the same thing for my contractor's license. But I'm good for two years, so I can I can sell anything. List anything, build anything, uh, for at least two more years. Uh, this is a good one that's come Until on the screen. Fires me. Christopher's asking this question. You guys have routinely talked about um, agents not renewing their license. This goes on to what Keith is speaking about right now, as he's seen a drop in renewals. I, I, I don't have the data from Carr. I do have something uh, from... I don't have it in front of me. Is it from, Wall Street Journal? No, from NAR. Okay, from NAR. Um, so it looks like... Is this what you put on the text chain? Yes. Yeah, this it, is a great one. It looks like it looks like it was like just shy of two percent. It wasn't a big number. It wasn't a number we were talking about. This thirty percent or journal or reported thirty to forty. Yeah, and I, I think that's a projection. I think the actual, and I think that that's a um, we're not going to know that for a while, right? So here's the deal: somewhere in October, November, each MLS is a little, each association. Local association is a bit different. But everybody kind of renewed, right? So that was done. So they're fixed for a year. I think this October is going to be an interesting thing because here's the deal. Even with the interest rates dropping, inventory increasing, which, again, it's going from as close to freaking zero as you could possibly be up. So any growth in that is good. But the buyer pool, based on my little... I mean, just this, this example of this home out in Mineral, you know, we've, we had 
multiple agents on for seven days looking at it, and each one of them were looking at multiple homes. So that means the traffic is picking up on it. And, you know, I just think it's going to match up. I, I'll tell you right now, if, if you can buy a home and you can afford something at the current rate that it is, your credit score is good, and if you've got a little bit of cash, you can buy a rate down. Man, if you're not looking at a house right now, you're going to be playing catch-up ball for a long time. Why do you say that? It's because it's just the buyer pool is just going to keep on getting deeper and deeper and deeper. There you go. There you go. Right? And, you go. and the inventory pool is just not going to keep up with it. So, you know, if, if you, if, you know, most buyers buy by monthly payment, right? So if the, the monthly payment works and you need to make the move and you need to get out of your apartment because the landlord's jerking up the rate, I, I saw something, I'm not a huge fan of Nextdoor, but I saw something on Nextdoor over the weekend that, again, I don't, you can't verify how true it is or not, but this guy- Double-digit rate hike or rental hike? And he had like he had like two days to decide. That's bananas. Well, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not sure how the accuracy. I, I, that's it. I, yeah. I, I think that was because it's clearly. I mean, unless the guy doesn't have a lease, right? Which is possible. a possibility. Possible. Which right. is possible. Yeah. Right? Most leases don't give you 48 hours to. Most leases will, will give you 30 days or 60 days or right. 90 days or some period of time so it could very very be that you know he this particular individual is living in there without a lease then at that point all bets are off yeah. and so at that point it's the bed that was made it was the bed that's made i think you'll i think i think and we'll we'll know by the end of this year and we'll uh, we'll reach out to um susan real with ally property management to, to suzanne help, suzanne thank you to help us at at the end of next year, but I think you're going to see multifamily rents stabilize hmm. or drop a little. I, got, I, I have a friend of mine. I don't know. That just put, I can't tell you where, just put a rental unit on. Locally? Very local. Okay. Uh, very, very local to where we're sitting right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's only 20% full. Now, he put it on the market like on Christmas Day, so... There's that. Yeah, that's not the time to rent. That's that. You usually are looking to do it in the summer. But the single family detached rentals, yeah, and the townhome rentals, those are going up. You're going to see them go up. I think you might see multifamily units stabilize in in rent. Would you say we have a glut of multifamily here? I don't think we have a glut of it in 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 here. I'm just I'm just telling you just one example in which I'm going to follow, um, and I. Promised I wouldn't say the who, what, when, and where. Sure, of course. On it. Yeah. But um, I'm going to track it because it's about as centrally located to where we're at. And I would have expected it to be full by now. And it's not. And I'm wondering why. Good questions right there. Keith Smith, Jerry Miller, Real Talk with Keith Smith. Questions coming in fast right now for Keith Smith. This is a very and furious. This is a good one for Keith. Are you ready for this? Uh, development I'm trying to in- figure out which one of us is Denzel Washington. <laughs> uh, that's you. Not Denzel Washington. What's not Denzel Washington? What's the guy in Fast and Furious? Denzel. Uh, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. It yeah. wasn't even close. Denzel it wasn't Washington. even freaking close. You're the Vin Diesel of Real Talk with. Yeah, Keith Smith. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Denzel Washington yeah, yeah, yeah. of Whatever. Real Talk with Keith Smith. Whatever. Thank, thank you for the boost in the <laughs> ego. Um, Next the- time, say Smith. Understand what the hell you're talking about. Did he highlight new about? development in Louisa County yet? Did we? Yeah, we did not. Should we? I mean, you can. I was. The, that's the comment. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm in the. I had a busy weekend, as I said earlier, because I had to crank out 
an obscene amount of hours. When's the last time you've worked that hard over a weekend? Oh, ever? Work? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. This is what I do. Every two years, I jam it into one weekend and, and get it done. Like, this is the game I play. How does Yona respond to that? It just does exactly what you just did. Yeah. She goes, nods her head. her head. What do you do? She shakes her head. Yeah. What do you do? Smith, you're such an idiot. No. Yeah. No, but it, it's good. I, I crank it out and uh, I get it done. Uh, so that's a great question. I don't have specific data, but I'm looking it up, right? Because you've highlighted green. I've highlighted you've green, highlighted I know. Fluvanna. Green, well, green and Fulvana, I know. I know, it's, I know it's on the books in green. I know it's on the books and what's coming out of the ground in Flavana. I don't know Louisa. The one thing I do know, I can speak about Louisa, I know this for a fact, that uh, Spring Creek has about 600 more lots to I know, that's, I was give, hoping you would highlight Spring Creek. To give. It, it just boggles my mind that Spring Creek still has 600 more lots, well, roughly. Well, it's the way it was developed. No, I get that. Yeah. That's a massive community. It was developed very uniquely. I don't massive want to geek community. out on it too much. It's massive inventory, but it's massive inventory that hasn't been developed yet. Well, I get that. Well, no, that's a big difference. Yeah. Because now it has to be developed. So the way uh, uh, it was Chuck Kincannon was the original developer, and Dice Hammer took it over on, uh, after the time of great unpleasantness. And what they've done is, is they... Dice Hammer's got his hands on a lot of stuff behind the scenes. My very first piece of property I, I bought to develop, I bought off of Dice. You've told that story. Yeah. So, uh, but what it is, so that there's, you know, just f- figure this big pie, right? And I believe there's about 1,200 lots that's a- allowed to be residential lots to be allowed. Well, half the pie is cut, right? Cut into pieces. The other half of the pie hasn't been cut yet, in other words, it hasn't been developed, so it's raw land. So somebody goes into Dice and says, okay, I'll purchase X hundred of acres for that. But then that individual needs to go through the site plan process with Louisa County, has to develop it, create the roads, create the infrastructure, and connect to it. And if that hasn't been done yet, that process is 20, 12, 24 months. Now, the, the approval process is fast in Louisa for the site plan. That I, that I would admit. But you got to physically build it. Then you got to go vertical. Right. So that it, that not anytime soon, guys. Well, I, what I need to find out is how much of that 600 lots are in development right now. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, this is a fantastic one from Jennifer. Does that make watching. Any sense? She said you should get Dice Hammer on the show. I was impressed. That I was, was impressed by the pie. You, you did a good job I, there. I impressed myself with that. Uh, can we get Dice on the? No, program? we can't. No. So nice, 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 nice. Dice, the owner of Massanutten Ski yeah. Resort. A lot of folks don't realize that. Yeah. No. I can tell you, I've actually never negotiated something directly with Dice. It was always with one of his lawyers. He's always he's a behind the scenes kind Very of Very much so. I mean, yeah. we, we, um, we got a better chance of getting Moses to come in here than that. Jason Howard. King of Raya Road, any large hotel projects coming in the city or Almar County? You've highlighted in the past we are four to 5,000 hotel rooms short. One of the reasons Airbnb is so popular. Absolutely. And, and the short answer is no. I've actually got multiple clients. And, I mean, and you know firsthand about this. I, I do. Yeah. So um, actually, Jerry and I were talking off air. Um, we're going to start uh, over time introducing a little bit more commercial into the conversation. It's going to be impactful. Um, that being said, I have several clients looking to do hotel projects here because we're so short. 
And that's everything from Charlottesville into Urban Ring, right? Which needs some, Urban Ring needs to be bigger. There, I said it. Um, the, but you need about two acres to do it. Huh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, to, to, to do it's it. It's going to so be hard to find. I will give you a prime example. One of my clients, um, uh, so the, I believe it's a Hilton, if I remember correctly, over where the Wawa is built as you pass every day coming down 250 in yeah. Pantops. Yeah. So the, the hotel in the back. Uh-huh. It takes about two acres. You could probably sneak one in about an acre and a half because you need enough footprint and typically they work about 125 to 150 beds and up, right? They, generally, that's what they want. But you need the parking for it. And that's where that acreage kicks in, right? So, you, you know, it's, that's something that you can't eliminate parking for because people are typically driving there, right, and, and want to stay there. It's not like a hotel in downtown Manhattan or, or something like that where somebody's going to take a taxi in or subway in. I would or, say that's extremely important. Yeah, that kind of thing. So here, parking is important. So that's why you need the acreage. And try to find two acres that are zoned that will let it happen that you can afford. There are several lots out there, but what they want from the math just doesn't work on it. So, you know, you could see, um, you know, the hotel room costs just won't justify it right now, but you could see probably some redevelopment of existing commercial to be like teardowns and rebuilds or subdividing off a parcel, let's say Albemarle Square, that kind of thing, to go ahead and put a hotel on it. But that's such a cluster, you know what, that that's never going to happen. I think both you and I, uh, Donna Price, I believe, is watching the program, hey, Supervisor Donna. Price. We're hey, excited Donna. to... Uh, chat with you on the I Love Siebel show tomorrow. Yay. We very much appreciate you. Karen, I'm going to listen to that one because I'm excited to hear what she's... I actually kind of know what she's going to do. I'm excited to hear about what she's going to do next. Your daughter's watching the show. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you for watching. We um, need to get you in here. Anytime she wants. Um, and congratulations to making it to the one-year marker. Roger Voisinet says the Holiday Inn behind Wawa. That's exactly right. It's Holiday Inn. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me. The Holiday Inn Holiday behind Wawa. I think it's yeah. like a garden something, I think they call it. I can't remember. All I remember was uh, it was a very difficult negotiations on the acquisition and extremely difficult to get through the, the site plan process because it's in the uh, view shed. The AR, two things. It was in the architectural review board purview and, believe it or not, it was in the view shed of... Monticello. Uh, Nicholas Erpe, the CMO of Emergent Financial hey, Services Nicholas. and one of the co-stars of Today E Manana, Thursdays at 10.15 a.m., watching the program right now. Um, Holly Foster, the Queen of Henrico, welcome to the show. We love when you watch the show. Mr. DL, watching the program. Hello, Mr. DL, and thank you kindly for watching the program. Tom Powell, thank you kindly for watching the program. Um, I'll throw this to you here. The uh, likelihood of 2024 being better than 2023 from a units sold standpoint. Oh, I mean, that's not even a bet. It's so low. You're saying 2024 is a oh, slam yeah. dunk better than 2023? Because yeah, the, the, the it's so, 2023 was so bottom, so, so low. Neat, so yeah. low, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's got no place but to go up, right? The question, the bet is by how much, <laughs> Yeah, right? Are we talking... Oh, by the way, I fifty. I know you have, bottle, oh. you have a bottle of bourbon that you owe us. Yeah. I wasn't going to bring that up to you. I you just, always pay your bets. No, I, I completely. I was a little bit busy this weekend. I know but, you were. That's why I, I will, didn't bring it up. I will. I will 
Thank you for Judah, reminding Judah, do you me. have a, if we weave Judah in on a three shot, do you have a preference of the bottle of bourbon you would like to see Keith Smith add to the well, studio it's bar? Gonna, it's going to be what I buy. You guys don't get is, no damn is it? Is it? <laughs> I think Judah wanted a That's ragged. That's fine with me. The, Judah, you wanted a ragged branch, well, I believe, didn't there you? there was a limit of how much I could spend. Oh, right. It was $50. Okay. It was $50. Although Judah, when, when he lost this particular bet, went 20% higher. And, oh, so, and went so to, am I supposed to up it He went to $60. No, am I supposed to up it now? $50 is fine. Fifty dollars is fine. I'm gonna to have to ask my financial advisor, Nikki, if I can afford to go up a little bit. You, you can fifty dollar <laughs> bottle of bourbon is great. There's plenty of fifty dollar bottles of bourbon. You try to find a bottle of rum that's top shelf in the ABC store, and you're gonna strike out. The bottle of rum. Under when 50, I lost my bet under to 50 you, fifty for sure. Well, when I lost, I went well over fifty on that yeah. one. The, the rum is not a top shelf liquor at the ABC that's store. It's, it, it, it's a mixer. Yeah, because rum here. Is considered a mixer. It's not like it is a drinker, a sipper. Where it's a sipper, you would sip rum. And I would very much encourage the viewers and listeners to check out the rum selection at the local ABC store. They will be surprised. It won't be be deep of how limited the stock is or the options are. Where compared to like a bourbon, I mean, you know what else is limited is scotch. Judah, did you find that? Scotch, the inventory is rather limited as well. The choices. Well, yeah, it's a very small section. Such a small section. Typically, the stuff that you can't mix with something else. Well, scotch is not a mixer drink. That's what I'm saying. The things that you can't mix with something else, for whatever reason, there's not a lot of stock. But they know, right? I mean, they, they, well, bourbon you can mix with other stuff, and there's a, a whole wall of bourbon. So it's it's a double decker, right? Yeah. How did we get on alcohol? I mean, you brought it up. <laughs> I, the lost did I really? I did yeah. bring it up. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I looked at your bar. Well, we've got only a couple minutes because I've got to dive, and you've got another show here to to go and. But I do want to get out there before we jump off here in a few minutes. Absolutely. Um, Plenty of time. Anybody who's watching or listening, please DM me, email me, text me. You know how to reach me. Any questions that you want to ask us to ask the good doctor on Lisa Wednesday. Sturdivant on Wednesday. Please. Chief Economist this, of Bright on Wednesday's Real Talk with Keith Smith. This is an opportunity live to chat with one of the top economists in the country. I mean, that's big time. Yeah, that's big time. Yeah. Agents are going to have to put all my 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 question asking. Are you nervous? No, you seem a little nervous. No, I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous at all. Not me. I don't get nervous. I mean, are you are you nervous for this interview? No. Are you sure? Uh, I don't mean to sound arrogant, but I'm not. No, I I, I just I, I'm not nervous. I just want the viewers and listeners to get the most out of it and um, asking questions. Of her is the best way to get. Lisa has responded. Lisa Sturman to to your email from this morning. Oh yeah, great. She's looking at. It sounds like you might be coming into work a little early over there, Judah. Did you see her response? Well, all I'm glad to hear is Judah's very excited look on his face. Is that excited? That's his his poker face. You know exactly (laughs) what Judah is thinking at any moment of the day. Is that excited? By body language and the face. Do you like do a thing with your eyebrows? Yep, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Exactly right. excited right there. So uh, please, uh, so it, I haven't seen it, so it looks like the, the good doctor has confirmed that she's going to be able to join us? She's confirmed and good. setting up a test so please, Wednesday please, please, at 9 a.m. for her. There you go. Please, 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 please. Um, questions, questions, questions. No, I'm not nervous. I just want folks to capitalize on an opportunity that is extremely unique. I mean, you have a nationally known uh, Let me put it this way. I know I'm going to screw it up. <laughs> 
Not so yet. there's the difference. <laughs> positive thoughts breed positive outcomes. There you go. There you Keith go. Keith Smith Absolutely. is a realtor, guys. He does amazing things, moves mountains for buyers and sellers. If you need a trusted advisor to help you buy or sell a house, piece of property, Keith Smith, Yes Realty Partners, he does a fantastic job. Judah Wickhauer does a fantastic job behind the scenes, the producer and director of the show. I'm Jerry Miller. This is Real Talk with Keith Smith. The show is archived at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Real talk with Keith Smith. Inventory is picking up slowly, but it's picking up. And if you're in the market to buy, now's a good time to do it. Awesome. I know I say that every show. No, no, you're right. But, but definitively, now is really the right time to do this because the buyer pool is going to just get deeper and deeper. The I Love Seville show, guys, is up at 12:30 p.m. Thank you kindly for joining us. We'll catch you at 12:30. Take care. Well done, Keith. Oh yeah. Tell us when the mics are off.